Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread Season Previews. We're making our predictions for every conference. And this time, look, we can't just do one. We're doing all five of the group of fives. We are, we're very hyped for this. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we got Bowden Blake, uh, king of the crumbs, the, the master of the underdogs here. And and Blake, you know, if you if people have been following, you know, us and the weekend spread, you know we love these games. But, um, you know, for those who are uninitiated to, uh, I, I don't know, the group of five hive, uh, let the people know what you love so much about the group of five, why these games are fun to bet, and uh, really... You know, essentially why why they should be interested in this episode as a whole. Yeah, so this one's kind of a weird one because not many people are interested in Group of Five football, but honestly, as a gambler, it's become my absolute favorite. So first thing, like, I just enjoy the product that they've put on the field. It's really these conferences across the board. The recruiting and talent is pretty even. Like, you're not... One of these teams might get a four-star every once in a while, but... Teams are basically starting with the same rosters, and it just matters about culture, it matters about brand, and that's really what succeed in these conferences. So we kind of see the same four or five players each year. Uh, unlike some of the P5 school, like the P5 conferences, the G5 winning the conference actually matters. Like, they prioritize that. Like, P5 winning the conference does not mean you're going to make the playoff, because really what, if you're contending for a P5 conference, you're wanting a playoff spot. But these guys, besides maybe what Cincinnati did last year, they just care about winning the conference. They will schedule really hard non-conference games for the cash, but they will come in and fight for conference games. So I like that so much. It makes it so refreshing that any team can beat any team in conference because they all have the same goal. It's not like OU in the Big 12. They're not looking for the Big 12 title. They're looking for the playoff. Everybody has the same goal. And lastly, the times. The times are great because you usually get them on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Night. And if they're on the weekends, especially for my favorite conference, the Mountain West, you're getting them at funky times at night when no other games are going on, and that's all you want to watch. So it's it perfect. really just, yep, it just fills the need of football when good football isn't there. And so even if you don't appreciate the conferences, the brands that are in them, at least it's football when football's not on. There's just something like really lovable about them because it's. It's like this more pure version of college football where, you know, it, the whole conversation isn't about the, the playoffs, the New, Year, the New Year Six. It's just about winning your games and trying your best to win the conference. I think there's something that, that's really fun about it. Um, and I, I know I love it. Love partaking in a good Thursday night, you know, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, Sunbelt action or, you know, the lovely Tuesdays whenever they come in. So, Anyways, let's get down, break down uh, each conference. We're going to go by kind of conference strength. So um, we're going to be talking about some of the better over-unders, the champions of each conference. And then uh, also, you know, with, you know, some of these week one matchups, look, these group of five teams can sneak up and bite you. And I think there's some uh, pretty dangerous ones out there. So as we go through the conference, we'll uh, look at candidates for upsets for sure. So let's get this thing started with, um, easily the strongest group of five conference. Uh, they are the ones who once said it was the power six, uh, after realignment, that <laughs> is definitely not going to be the case, but, um, the American, uh, w which has, has some pretty decent teams in it, put a, uh, group of five team in the playoff for the first time last year with Cincinnati and, um, has a lot of interesting teams as well. So let's get this thing started off, Blake. Um, do you think since he has the horses to bring this thing back, get another American championship and maybe make another kind of run at the playoff? Or do you think that was just a one and done dream season? I think one and done dream season for now. Uh, this Cincy team, I think, definitely has a chance to win this conference and be in the New Year's Six Bowl just with how the New Year's Six Bowls are set up that best group of five that is ranked gets in. And so uh, the good thing about Cincinnati is they can kind of repeat that on that scale. But look, they lost like every good player they had. They returned like the returning, like if you look at the returning numbers, they look really good, but they lose Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, and Kobe Bryant, who were three of their best players to ever go through that program. Like what made them be Cincinnati, like that head over, like just the head above all the other G5 teams. And 
not having that is a little concerning to me. Uh, the big thing here is they don't draw Houston or Memphis in the conference, which are two of the uh, bigger ones. So I definitely could see them like in the in the American Athletic Championship again. I just don't see them getting anywhere near the playoffs like we saw last year. Yeah, and as we as you you know know from last year, they had a really really tough schedule that they you know did well at but you know they i I think they're opening up at arkansas which is yeah (laughs) that's tricky as hell so that playoff run might be uh done by week one but um overall who do you have as a champ because i i actually i really like if we're talking betting i really like houston at plus 240 um i don't know i'm just kind of i'm just kind of feeling that like feeling dana holgerson and i also you know i kind of think since he's gonna have a bit of a drop off uh what do you think about that? Are you, are you with me on the Houston train, or are you sticking oh, with Houston? I am, I am riding Houston this year uh, after their bowl win against Auburn. Really, really impressive team. I think Dana Holgerson kind of got off to a bad start because his first year was the year where, like, the entire team quit on him, like, Derek King just, like, stopped playing, and so he had no players then. Then they had the COVID year, which is not a good bounce-back year, but kind of in the third year when they saw his players there, his system being implemented, they were really good. Like, besides their loss to Texas Tech early on in the year last year, they were on a win streak till they lost to Cincinnati at the end of the year. Like, this team was kind of, like, with Cincinnati in this conference head-to-head, and they return, I think, huge pieces you got uh Clayton Toon and Tank Dell a good quarterback wide receiver combo I think one of the I would say I I like Clayton Toon as the best quarterback in this conference this year and so uh they lost their star running back uh in spring practice (laughs) he tore his Achilles which kind of hurts but this team just returns a lot of talent for a sneaky good beat a p5 team in a bowl maybe not the best one but I think I I love that bet. So I love it. I'm all over it. Yeah, no, I, I think there there are two teams who can make a you know, one of those New Year's New Year's six bowls. Houston is one of them and I think there's another one who will who will bring up when they come up, but um yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. At, at plus two forty, you know, not the favorite, but I really like that a lot. Do you have any like I don't know, kind of sneaky dark horse picks for the American or I don't know if there's really sneaky dark horse because I I see a cream of the crop in the top three with UCF being the other one. They even though they're losing uh, Dylan Gabriel to OU, which kind of sucks. Like before he got injured last year, they're looking like halfway decent. Uh, but they bring back Isaiah Bowser, who I love, like just elite running back name. And so they bring back I think nine starters on defense. I think Gus Malzahn is in the perfect situation for him. It's like. He was he a great coach? No, but I think he's a very good coach, and I think very like very good coaches at UCF. That's like a good. You don't have as much pressure on you. You can kind of like what he did was basically raided Auburn in the off season. He's like every good Auburn person that hated like playing under. Oh, what's his face? Who who's the Auburn head coach? The one that's on, oh Brian Harson. Oh, yeah, Brian yeah. Harson. Yeah, like everybody that hated playing there, just come here. Like come back to Papa, and we can make a juggernaut here. So I really like UCF because after that, I'm looking at. S- on the ratings, SMU, which I will get to them in a second. Memphis, ECU, I just can't see any of those teams getting it done. See, I like SMU plus like a thousand as like a super weird pick for it. Like if it gets wild, it really depends on how much you think, how much you like Sonny Dykes as a head coach. Which obviously, Blake, I, I think you're you're a fan of Dykes. Uh, I-, I I don't know. I-, I don't know if Rhett Lashley can get it done. But if you like guys, if you like Tanner Mordecai, you know, kind of, you know, he's a, he's a pretty solid, you know, quarterback, not too bad. SMU had some ups and downs, so I don't know. It, I feel like if Dykes was back, obviously the odds would be better and, you know, you'd be a little bit more excited about it. But um, I, I really think it just comes down to Cincy and Houston. And we're talking realistic, you know, picks for that. I agree. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, we've talked about that so over-unders like are there any over-unders that you like from uh, the american yeah so we talked a little bit about like houston obviously it's over uh over nine wins minus 130 juice 
I love that. I think this team could honestly go undefeated going in. Uh, like, could be kind of that Cincinnati team, like, not make the playoff, of course. I don't think that that team's that good, but could easily make uh, the Nieder Six Bowl uh, being the G5 representative. These are going to be some. These are going to be some slander picks. But first, we talked about it. SMU trash program. Screw you guys. Thank <laughs> God I I had people on our message boards, which you can vent on message boards. I'm fine with that. I'm a message board warrior myself. But if you are a fan that signs up for your rival's boards to post there, you are jabroni. And there are so many <laughs> SMU little jabronis on our board when OU and Texas left saying that they were destined to go to, like, they, like, the American was going to be the next bastion of football and that TCU was going to get screwed. But screw you guys. We took your top three teams. We took even Houston over you. So suck it, SMU. You. We took your coach, which that was all you had. Like, Sonny Dykes actually had that program going in the right direction. Like, beat us at home last year versus our, like, legend in Gary Patterson. But screw you guys, you jabronis. Under seven wins. I am taking that, slamming that. I don't care if the juice is plus 500. You are not doing crap this year. You are not going anywhere because your program sucks. You've put a million dollars into it. You're building all these nice facilities for absolutely nothing. Have fun in the new Conference USA, the Conference America, as I like to call it, with UTSA, Rice, UNT, all those uh, all those scum Texas programs. Have fun with that. You can dominate that, but you will not be relevant ever again. So, under seven wins. And then, last one. I'm going to hell for this one. Ty's gonna kill me. Navy under four and a half wins. <laughs> oh Navy sucks. They are so bad. Navy used to be a bastion of football where their triple option was feared. I remember when Navy was 10 and 2, 9 and 3, like, was going up against good teams, and then I felt like Army stole their magic a few years ago, and Army's kind of been that program. I do not like their head coach. I do not like anything they put on the field. Four and a half wins. I'm looking at their schedule. Let's Let's just flip over there. They have the... They have a stupid hard non-con. Why do you schedule Notre Dame? Like, why? Like, you... Oh, like, you schedule Notre Dame as one of your, uh, like, as one of your non-cons. And then, yes, it is a credible threat. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is... This team is trash, and they have to play Air Force, who I think is one of, is going to be an awesome team this year. Army, I think, is better. Like, they have, their only wins I'm actually giving them is Delaware, and then I'm giving them maybe Temple. But that is it. That is it. Like, this team is going to be, even if they can beat one of their Service Academy foes, I think under four and a half is a steal. I'm sorry. I'm going to hell for hating on the troops, but hopefully I can make it back in this uh, later in the episode with Air Force. Blake just doesn't respect the troops. I, I, it's okay. Okay, so I'm going with, uh, I only have one for you. I really like UCF under eight and a half. You know, no Dylan Gabriel. I just, I don't know. I, I think eight and a half is a little bit too lofty. That, you know, extra half game, just a little tricky for them to get to nine. I don't think they hit it. Uh, so give me UCF under eight and a half. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I, I just think they're overvalued. That's, I don't think they're going to be garbage. I, I could, I could easily see them hitting eight, but you know, I, I don't know that, that plus 110, you know, I just, I think it's, I think it's a no brainer to me. I, I think they're, they're a seven win team if they get lucky eight, but that's, that's my call on that. So, um, yeah, so of the American teams, and this is kind of less of a upset because, you know, let's be honest, these are really solid teams. Uh, do you see any of them kind of pulling off any Power 5 upsets? Because let's be honest, Houston plays like Kansas and Texas Tech. I don't think either of us would call those upsets. Yeah. Um, but like see, a true the... upset. Yeah, like that's kind of the problem with this conference because it's like I look at it, I'm like Texas Tech and Kansas on Houston. Like I think Houston's the better team there. You mentioned one in Cincinnati at Arkansas. Like, that's a really hard game, but, like, Arkansas, it was pretty, like, pretty volatile last year. And Cincinnati, I kind of know what I'm going to get from a Luke Fickle squad now. And especially the first game of the year, like, I think uh, Arkansas could be on upset watch. I think Louisville, uh, Louisville is going to UCF, which I just feel like has danger written all over them. I know Malik Cunningham, great quarterback, but... Honestly, I, like, looking through this conference, it's not even, like, ECU plays North Carolina State, 
we went over in the ACC pod. I love North Carolina State. I don't see them slipping up there. And then, like, the only other bastion of hope is, like, Memphis. But looking at their schedule, like, they were smart. They scheduled a whole bunch of nobodies. Uh, besides, I guess, Mississippi State. But, ooh, actually, let's do it. Mississippi State, I'm going Memphis at Mississippi State. Memphis upset. They're too close. They're too close. I feel like they've played recently and... They pulled it off. Did they I might play be, last year? I might yeah, they pulled last year. They beat them last year. 31-29. Yeah. There you go. I, so I have one that I don't think is going to happen, but I want to speak it into existence right now. Tulsa at Ole Miss. Oh, I mean, God, Bobby. <laughs> Tulsa's garbage. And I don't think they'll be able to pull it off, but it would be really funny if it happened. So I'm just going to say it's going to happen. I felt bad. Like, Tulsa the past few years has been, like, not absolute trash. And I just felt like they never got the spotlight that they deserved. Like, they were a solid program. They had that really good run where they almost beat Cincinnati um, when, when Cincy made, you know, the Peach Bowl. I think it was the COVID year when they really, really made a run. I could be wrong, but, you know, you're right. They they, they haven't been bad. They've kind of leveled up. They were, you know, they're, they're not they're not awful. And I, I don't think they're they're, you know able to beat Ole Miss at the Grove good, but I don't know. It would be fun. I think that, that that's a fun one to watch. Tulsa's, you know, kind of a tough competitor. I would say I, I'm going to pick Tulsa to cover, but... Uh, yeah, and y'all got to remember, Tulsa went into the horseshoe last year and gave Ohio State a scare for, like, three quarters, and, like, that was not a good Tulsa team at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, not at all. Not at all. So, alright, that's all we got for the American. Let's move on to the Mountain West. So, uh... Blake, last year, Mountain West, we, we saw a bit of action with it. Um, kind of a wild conference. Uh, definitely the, you know, the standard, you know, um, I don't know, the, the pillars of the Mountain West were not there at the end. I think the, the championship game was Utah State and San Diego State. So um, this is a conference that was a bit more up for grabs last year. But uh, I don't know. Do you see the kind of, if, you, if you're looking at the odds, Boise State, Fresno State, right back there at the top. Um, in terms of championship odds, do you think it's going to go back to normal or do you think you have another weird kind of wild uh, season in the Mountain West? I think this one's going to be even more weird and even more wild. Uh, I really don't think last year it was kind of apparent that there wasn't going to be a top dog because if Boise's not the best team, like, like head over all the other teams, then it really is a wild conference. But there is probably about five teams that could legitimately win this conference, and that's not even including the ones that could come out of nowhere. Like, nobody saw Utah State there last year. Nobody saw Utah State in the game, and nobody saw Utah State to win that game. So, eat. I love this conference, because, like, you can cut out maybe the bottom two or three teams, but besides that, every everybody, anybody can beat anybody. It's peak G5 football. Yeah, no, and it's 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 incredible, and you know, it, not only that, but you have that late night factor, which I think makes it even better. I, I love a good conference that plays at weird times, and you know, I, I, as much as I love you know a, a Tuesday or a Thursday, there's something some kind of fun about a late night Saturday, you know, just kind of to wrap the bow up, you know, maybe you know if you're trying to come back, make a really weird late night pick. So who, yep, it, who so who do you have to uh, win the conference? Okay, so this is a weird conference because it still has divisions, and as we mentioned on the weekend spread last year, the creative geniuses and marketing department at the Mountain West have the conference called the Mountain and the West, so... <laughs> We will start with, I guess, the Juicy Conference. This is the Mount West Mountain this year. It is... <laughs> This one's tasty. This one's really tasty because you got at the top, you got Boise State. Boise State, y'all know, y'all know the brand. Everybody knows them. They were abysmal last year. Like they started off horrible, kind of got hot at the end. They bring back most of those guys, but like, is their coach after Brian Harson left? Like, is kind of the magic gone at the program? Like, no. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't believe in Boise State. I'm not thinking they're going to be the ones to win the conference. But obviously, I think they're the odds-on besides maybe Fresno State uh, to win this. And the next one is Air Force. Air Force 
is awesome. This, if you love triple option football and want a little bit of modern flair to it, this is the team to watch because they still run the traditional triple option, but they actually throw it. Like, their quarterback had over a 1,000 yards throwing, which is wild for a service academy team. And so, I they are my favorite. Like, I am slamming the odds on them on their win total. I'm slamming on them to win. I think this Air Force team is disciplined. Like, that's why I like the service academies because, you know, they don't really have ups and downs. And seeing them last year, like, they were super close to making the title game. And they had, like, the teams that they lost to, the ones at the top, super, super, super close margins. Like, they can play the—we saw it against Utah State last year. They went into a complete shootout. They can play in the trenches like a normal service academy. I love them. The third one in this one that you got to watch out for, incumbent champ, Utah State. Uh, they came out of nowhere last year. They absolutely, like, ran over— those bums in San Diego, 40, 46 to 13. Don't forget, we don't talk about the bowl game, but we remember that game. That's I what matters. Slammed, slammed Utah State plus value in that game. Loner Bonner, Logan Bonner, the quarterback is back, and they play no defense, exclusively offense, fun team. But I gotta go Air Force. I'm rooting for the Falcons this year. I think yeah. out of I think out of the mountain. I like I love them. I love those odds, and I just like what they've assembled there. Yeah, for sure. I, I I think Air Force is a very fun team. It's always good to see the triple option in action. Um, and, you know, I, I got to say, Utah State to win the conference is uh, plus 900 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, which I feel like I, I feel like that's a little bit of disrespect to the to, you know, to, to, to the um, to the Aggies, you know. I and not only that I I don't know I I I I know they had a lot of transfers I know a lot of the star players from that that team last year transferred out they had a couple transfers in and if they can implement them if the system and momentum keeps going that plus nine hundred is not a bad dark horse pick they look like a G five like old Oregon or Baylor when they're really clicking like it's one of those if they're not clicking it's bad like I watched them versus an FCS opponent last year and it was like this FCS team's gonna run over them like they can't do crap like they can't hit a pass five yards in front of them but when it gets clicking they're putting a fifty burger on you easy so I love those odds I'm like basically gonna load up probably. Those two in maybe, like, a Colorado State. I just want anybody in that title game from the Mountain Division except Boise. And I love the odds of any ones that you can get besides those. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I I will say, if, if we're if I'm having to pick a champ, I, I like Fresno State at plus two, uh, 240. Mainly just because of my love of Jake Hayner, who uh, comes back to the Bulldogs this year. Um, if we're going to go with, you know, a frontrunner, why not go with Fresno in my in my eyes? But I, I know you you've um, you've had your thoughts last year on uh, Hayner's potential overratedness, but I don't know he he, he got me some money against UCLA, yeah. so I'll, I'll never forget him. Yeah, that was, like, a weird... I know he's hobbled up. Like, the guy's a baller. Like, he's gonna be one of those, like, sneaky, like, Kellen Moore, like, Heisman candidates. It's like, they're probably not gonna make the ceremony, like, ceremony per se, but it's like, hey, they're, like, 7th and 8th in Heisman votes. Like, that's a really good, like, coming out of the Mountain West, like, that's an incredible thing for a quarterback. And they lost their coach to Washington, but brought back uh, Tedford, who was their coach before. So I like that. At least, like, they're kind of in sync there, that I'm not going to knock them. Um, and they, I know they return like, 15 or 16 starters, which is just ridiculous. So they're basically running back this team. But every time, like, after that UCLA game last year, I was so hyped on Fresno State to actually, like, pull it off and then just fell flat. It was just like Jake Hayner kind of had that one game and deceived us, and they fell flat after that. He used, so, up, all his, he, he used up all of his magic and magic. then just disappeared. And then that's why those bums in the South were able to make it uh, into the championship <laughs> game. So I like I like, Fres like Fresno State. The good thing about it, if you're taking plus 350, I think they are going to be in the championship game. So at least you have like that. Like If you're betting on one of the Mountain teams, it's not a for sure at all that they're going to be in the championship game. But I think that's the benefit of Fresno State that... I think they can hobble their way to the championship game and then you can hedge out at, at it, like, at the game if you don't actually believe in them. For sure. Now let's talk about some um, potential Mountain West upsets. I don't think we have a ton of them here, uh, just in terms of what I've seen. I've actually, the, t the two that I, I think are the most likely 
are uh, both week zero games. And I don't want to get too deep into it because we're, you know, we have week zero pod coming up, obviously, when week zero hits. So I don't want to blow our wad on that one. But uh, Vanderbilt at Hawaii, the nice week zero Hawaii test in the best way possible. And then you also have uh, Wyoming at Illinois. Um, I'm not sure. I'm less sure on Wyoming at Illinois. Uh, Not because I think Illinois is very good, but, you know, Wyoming is a bit of a mess. I, I just know not to bet that one because, as we know from last year, Wyoming's a bit of a wild card and should not be trusted under any circumstances, uh, both good or bad. Um, and then you have uh, Vandy at Hawaii, which, you know, look, even though Vanderbilt's garbage, the bottom of the barrel in the SEC, you know, they're still an SEC team. And the Hawaii test hasn't been tested like that uh, in a good while. So um, we, need, we need to see if uh, Hawaii on Island is good enough to beat the SEC. Those are the two that I've seen. Uh, any, anything you've seen through the crumbs? Yeah, like, it's not really the crumbs, but, like, I'm interested, at least in week one, uh, Boise State goes to Oregon State. I think that's, like, a fun, I like watching, like, a really good G5 team against, like, a middling, kind of, like, a middling P5 team. Like, Oregon State, I wouldn't say, is, like, necessarily bad, but not good. Like, I just always enjoy those matchups, just because they are pretty equal and can get entertaining games. And then, I think, I think Air Force beats boulder i think air force is the king of colorado this year and they just dominate the state so they'll get to play colorado and colorado state in the same year which i love and i think air force is going to be the kings of colorado this year that would be wow that would be pretty impressive that i i you know it's weird to think about that being an in-state rivalry but it totally is um and you know oregon state you know last time you know last time they uh, played a uh, Mount West team was uh, Utah State in the uh, LA, the Jimmy Kimmel LA. Bowl. So, <laughs> and they lost. So, you know that I, I wouldn't put it past them there. I wouldn't put it. Uh, pa- I would not put it past them at all. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I think that's all we have for the Mountain West. No, we got win totals. We got because win totals. I haven't right. been able. There are some hits here. There are. I am spraying the board, folks. This like, is. I'll, you, a- I'll just let you take this one away. Go for it. And so I don't even know what the math adds up for any of these because I'm taking four different ones, which, like, the more win totals you take, like, you have to remember all these teams play one another, so they do, like, the math affects one another whether they're winning throughout, but... First, yeah, you can't take the under on everyone. Yes, like it, like it will even out. But I don't care about the math. I care about principles. This is a conference of principles. So first, UNLV over four and a half wins. This is insane because last year we bet UNLV over one and a half wins. So they are saying that they they are saying they are three wins better than last year. Which they had a lot of close games. I get that, but I just believe this program is going to take the next step. I know they got some quarterback, I don't know who, some transfer. UNLV's always the Justin Rogers from TCU, former five-star, or four, like, high four, low five-star went there, bust. And, like, they're the king of the reclamation projects. Tate Martell, like, they go, they are the third stop on the train station. But I believe, I believe in something that UNLV can build in the desert, and five wins would be awesome. Means I think New Mexico is going to be trash. I think Hawaii is going to be trash. So at least you get two wins there. Plus they have a, a good favorable non-conference. I like them. I like them Notre too. Dame? They do. They do. That is a loss. I will give you that. Yeah. That is a loss. They play Notre Dame, but they play Idaho State. California, which we don't know, Cal is just, they're going to disband football in 10 years. Let's be honest Honestly, here. They don't care. Maybe they less, really Maybe less given, you know. They gave their coach, Justin Wilcox, an extension, and he's been, like, perennially, like, four and eight, five and seven. Like, he is just not a good coach, but they're just like, uh, like, I guess stability is nice. We know what we're going to have to pay a coach. So, they can beat Idaho State. They can beat California, I think. They play bomb Seth Luttrell, North Texas. That's a win. They play New Mexico, Hawaii. That's five wins right there. I love them. Give me UNLV. It's principle. It makes sense. Their dumb little uh, transfer experiment is going to work. Ignore the fact they were 2-10 last it's year. It's a three-game addition because they lost Tate Martell. Yeah, it probably is. It probably, like, is. It probably locker room cancer. Like locker room cancer. That shows how bad Tate Martell is. Like 
UNLV played, I think, the last six games, two quarterbacks played in every single game, and Tate Martell was never one of those guys. Like, that <laughs> is so sad. Like, they, they, I watched so many day UNLV games, and Tate Martell never saw the field. So, principal bet over. Ford's gonna be mad here. Hawaii under four and a half. This team is really, really trash. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they have the on, the, like, on island magic, but every player transferred from that program like it was such a failed experiment last year i know they have a new coach timmy chang back in hawaii on island which i think will be good for them but i just think they're going to be like utter garbage like could only have like two wins this entire season yeah and i mean just the the previous head coach I, i'm blanking on his name so bad was such a, uh, a just a, he was a program killer it was yes. a total disaster you know ever like that that's that's a hard thing to recover from and it's so rare to see, like, 25, 30 guys transfer from a G5 school. Like, at least with, like, a situation like Auburn, you have places to go being in an SEC school in the P5. Like, you can go to other SEC schools, or, like, you could go to top G5, lower P5. You have options. You don't have many options as a Hawaii transfer. Like, they're, like, you are a specific breed, and they wanted to get away from that program so bad. It so, was Todd, uh, Todd Grant. Yeah, that was a. I remember yeah, that. Todd, uh, he, was... Didn't his son transfer away from him? Yes, his like, son transferred. <laughs> they were having, left. they were having like legislative hearings. Like this is so bad. Like this guy mistreats the players so much. We got to get rid of this man. Like it was such in. That's gonna be a hard thing to rebuild from. Like we saw yeah. it with some of like the toxic like Baylor teams and like their next year they win one game and like they're a P five school. It's like I just this too toxic of a culture there like really the only thing they have going for them is that their home is so far away that it catches people off guard yeah for sure and then air force over five uh, eight and a half wins already covered that i just think air force is going to be a really solid team this year could go three and oh in non-con and so that gives them a big boost and then finally the final principle because we haven't talked about them yet but talk about those bums those jabronis down in san diego san diego state it's not even the state it's a city you idiots you idiots who can't even get the name of your school correct under seven and a half wins slam it with the mortgage i do not care your program last year was your offense was straight trash with a decent defense and the best punter we've ever seen you were flipping fields like no other and chanced into touchdowns you played a legitimate team in utah state aggies howdy y'all and you lost by 30 points when it really mattered i don't care what you did in your bowl game you didn't win the mountain west that's what pe teams care about they don't care about the bowl games they enjoy the trip we know we all enjoy trips to arlington that is why that is why utsa didn't get up for that game arlington or not arlington frisco frisco nice place uh nice place and so yeah. You bum school. Your bowl game doesn't matter. I don't care if you made the championship last year. Under seven and a half wins. You're not winning the game this year. You don't have your punter to save your ass now. Get out of here. Get out of the conference. I hope you go to the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is a dead man walking right now. And I hope you get those screwy rights. Uh, the like You are going to get a disproportionate Oregon, Washington taking all the money and you're going to make zero. You're not going to win anything. You're not going to get any money screw y'all aztecs are not back this year go bulldogs in the mountain west west under seven and a half lock i don't care if it's plus money on the under i'm taking it wow um well that was a that was a lot i like it though i like it though uh i don't know what i have in response to that though because uh frankly i i, I don't I don't, the Mountain West is probably the least one I'm in, into, so I'll just move on to... And Blake, honestly, you gave us four really good ones. Football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game, a new way to enjoy daily fantasy football, a new shot to win millions in prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmaker football contests all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes. 
Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmaker's tile and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season long and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmaker's football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, so let's move on to the Sun Belt, my personal favorite group of five, the Fun Belt, um, featuring some of my favorite teams that I just really like to watch. You know, Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina's fun. Uh, Louisiana is always a great time. They've expanded, adding in Marshall, uh, James Madison, which should be a, a, a fun addition. You know, kind of see, like, is this juggernaut of, you know, D2 of, of the FCS? Like, how are they going to fare in, you know, major college football? Um, and I think, I, I don't know, I think it's going to be a really interesting season, to say the least. Uh, James Madison cannot play in the conference championship nope. uh, or the postseason for some reason. Uh, so you can't And they have limited scholarships on top of that all. <laughs> like, so, they might just... be, so they might be screwed, but um, I don't know. The fun belt is looking like a good time for sure. So, Blake, who are your, um, who's your favorite to uh, win the sun belt this year? Who do you like best? Yeah, I got to go with Appalachian State. Yosef, they are a steady breed, steady breed over there in, was it Boone, North Carolina? They yep. are just, they, you look at the recruiting rankings in the Sun Belt, and they're like fourth or fifth, but they turn out the best team almost every single year. They're always formidable, and like, this is just my little ballad to the Sun Belt. Y'all did what G5 should have done. Like, you in the Conference USA went head-to-head, and y'all chose programs people care about, not in big markets, but that people care about, and gave a great brand of uh, football. But yeah, like, App State, I think, is the most talented they have Chase Bryce back, who's probably the second best quarterback in the league. Absolutely love them. They have to play Coastal and Marshall on the road, which is a little bit concerning. But I back just back. think this back to back. But yeah. you, like, I just think like this team gives everybody fits. Like, even I feel like in down years, they're still well. They still only have like two losses in the conference. So I probably like App, App State to come out of the uh, East Division since they still do have divisions. Yeah, no, App State, it's, they are, for me, easily, you know, my pick. Um, Obviously, if you've been a a longtime fan of the show, you know that I I love App State, love Yosef, as we call them, uh, due to their mascot. And I I don't know, I think it kind of works. It's a relatively light schedule uh, in in the Sun Belt. You know, they don't have to play Louisiana in the regular season. The only Sun Belt team they lost to last year, lost to them twice. Um, So I think that's a huge plus. Uh, if they can get past that Coastal Carolina Marshall road trip, that'll be you know that'll be difficult. And they also have um, a really tough non-conference. They have to they they host UNC, which I you know hey look I kind of think that's my favorite upset by far. Uh, App State or UNC having to travel to Boone that's going to be an insane atmosphere. Uh, I, I think UNC is only favored by three, so there you go. Um, but they also have to go to. <laughs> They also have to go to Kyle Field to take on Texas A&M. So, yep. both, they are both. probably, honestly, they might take, UAB kind of does this, they schedule like a Georgia and just like do nothing. Like they just kind of lay an egg just because it's like, let's not get injured, boys, and let's not give anything away for the conference, but let's take that nice like million dollar paycheck that the Aggies are paying us to come to town. And the U- that's, that's why UAB is great is because they – they suck so bad against non-conference opponents that the lines always go down. So you always should bet UAB afterwards because they they're, they're they're just there for the paycheck and leaving. You know they they don't care about a big run. But I don't know. I, I feel like if App State can take down one of those you know Power Five teams, you know, I don't know. I I, I kind of think they're they're a sneaky good run for that uh for that last G five spot. I, I think it's enough to put them over the top uh, in terms of facing them and them off against like say a Houston. I, I think that's enough enough juice to kind of get them over over the hump if they get that far. But you know, it's it's a tough run. So they, they have to at least split that, I would say. Um but overall, you know, I, I think that yeah, App State's the favorite. Uh in terms of like kind of I don't know, 
sneaky dark horses who do you like because i there's one that i really like a big name that i feel like is a little you know undervalued so who do you think i'm i'm really loving marshall uh i think they kind of got like marshall's a really good team like they were always kind of the cream of the crop of the conference usa before they came over and uh they get rasheen ali back who's like their star running back they play a great grand brand of football like a perfect marriage with the Sun Belt. It's just like a really like passionate smaller fan base and kind of like a remote area like joining this conference and you what you gotta love is like they bring good talent but then they also bring like a great schedule. They play Georgia State, App State, Coastal, and the Raging Cajuns at home. Like that you and their home records are insane. It's like over the last like six or seven years they're like 50 or 60 and 14. And for like a G5 team that's incredible considering how competitive these conference can, conferences can be top to bottom. Like you don't really see that in the G5. So the fact that they're basically getting every single big game at home this year plus they have a pretty good talented squad. I I really like them to challenge App State in the West. Well, and I mean, Marshall and App State have played each other the past two seasons. Yes. Uh, in, in 2020, they beat them straight up. Uh, and then last year, they were in like a really tight game, like a like a 33-31 type of, type of ball game. So they, they know how to hang with the best of the best in the Sun Belt. And I, I think they're going to be a very formidable opponent. Um, I also I also don't hate Coastal Carolina at plus 500. Um, I I know it seems like they're weakened a bit, but they have Grayson McCall back. You know, I, I feel like that momentum of that program hasn't really gone anywhere. They still kind of have that strength. But, um, you know, I, I do think they're a step behind uh, App State, Louisiana, maybe a little, UL, you know, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, I don't know. But, I, I, you know, Marshall plus 550 is uh, – that's pretty tasty. That's pretty tasty for sure. So um, let's move along on to um, over-unders. So win totals, what do you think? Yeah, so principal, I think we don't really know what they get. And so I love opportunities when Vegas doesn't know what we have. And we don't know what we have. But give me James Madison over six and a half uh, with the 120 juice there. Uh, They were a frisky FCS team. I think they have great culture. Will fit into this conference well. They're going to be obviously hamstringed by the fact like they have a lack of scholarships on that team. Kind of some, like, FCS holdovers. Like, I think the gap between maybe, like, an F- top FCS program and some of these, like, G5 schools is probably not as much as we think. But I think six and a half wins right there, like, going to seven, like, is very reasonable just because nobody in the conference has played them really before, so they don't know how to prepare for them. They have a, a good, talented roster from the FCS level, and... If you can't compete for the championship, if you get to a situation where you're at six games at the end of the year, like, you're playing for every single game because that one truly is your last. So, I really like James Madison. I think it's a great addition, and so they're probably my lock in this conference. Yeah, at plus 120 as well on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is a, you know, that's not bad. I, I see, I... I wanted to go over so bad, and then I checked the line, and I'm like, I just can't do six and a half. Yeah, I, it's just a little too much for me for a team that you know doesn't have that championship at the end, and is just a little bit you know hamstrung. But I do think they're going to do very well. Um, I'm I I really like Georgia State uh, over seven and a half. I think that's a sneaky program that's gotten better over the years, um, and you know I I, I think they're. You know, they're not quite at that tier, but I think a, a nice little eight win season, you know, expe- especially if we get the juice at, uh, you know, plus 130, I could see it happening. I kind of I kind of like that. Um, what, what other ones do you have, Blake? Yeah, so I'm trying to think like I like I just love the, the Appalachian State over to just you like you kind of went through it with the non-conference. If they can pull off UNC, like this could be easily like a 11 and or I guess it'd be a 12 and 1 program going in because like they're going to lose to A&M. But if they can get the UNC win, they should be favored in every single game they have the rest of the year. Like they're playing uh, like after that, like. Troy, Citadel, Texas State, Georgia State, Robert Morris, like, just really not, like, that good, and so I understand, like, you're basically factoring in that they're gonna have two losses, but this is by far the best, I think really is the best team in the, uh, in the conference, so getting eight and a half, I think, is pretty juicy, 
Just give me also Boko under. We know Boko. Boko we under. don't know. No, Bo, like they, I don't even think, what was it? They didn't have a single recruit come in or something. It was something wild like that. They didn't have a single transfer or a single recruit or something. Oh like this God. team is just such a flop. They suck. Well, okay. I don't care about Jameson's love for Boko. Boko under five seems like the biggest lock ever. I'm Plus 115 the, too. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I'm flipping yeah. to their schedule right now in how I had the schedules is they're power ranked and they were pretty towards the back. Yeah, play at Nevada, at Baylor. They'll get a win maybe at Houston Baptist, but we remember a few years ago, Houston <laughs> Baptist spicy against Texas Tech and they have that CVS in their parking lot. They have the, CV uh, the, not, not, the CVS not just in the parking lot. The right side of it. The... Yeah, it's like one of the sides is occupied by a CVS. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what, what a cathedral of college football right there. Oh, yeah, like, I'm seeing maybe besides ULM and Houston Baptist, they're not favored in a single game. Like, maybe FIU, but even then, you never know with Boko. Give me Boko under. Boko under. I don't like the line, or I, or I don't like the odds, but um, over 7 for Marshall is not bad. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I probably would pass on that because you're getting minus 135. I don't know. I don't think that's, that's worth it for a, a newcomer, but... Anyways, I think that's all we have for the Sun Belt, right? Let's uh, move on to Conference USA. What do you? The, this is Let's, the most doomed. This is the most doomed conference. Doomed man. conference. This is a true dead man walking. Literally, every good team is about to get sucked away to the American, and there's nothing they can really do about it. Yeah, you, I mean, they lost everyone to the American, and so their response was, uh, "I guess we bring up Charlotte." Yeah, Ugh. and so it's. There, it's kind of a two-horse race. I think it's UAB. Uh, UAB lost their head coach in uh, the offseason, I believe. He's having some back problems and retired, so uh, that's a big bummer. But, like, when you think of Conference USA, they have a great culture. They don't care about non-conference, only care about conference. I, like, they're just going to be one of those teams that's always competing. They... The the comeback story of them losing their program and then actually joining a conference and being not just a doormat and being kind of the uh, perennial challenger each year has been awesome. So I have no bad things to say about UAB. And then like the other one that you're thinking of, UTSA, uh, Jeff Trailer, uh, Trailer, yeah, Trailer, Trailer, yeah, yeah. You're right, uh, Jeff Trailer being there, like he's gonna create a good culture. Got a fat contract in the off season. I might run something by you, Bobby. I'm a little bit worried Jeff Trailer might be, like, the next Seth Luttrell. Like, I remember a few years ago when UNT had that miracle season and Seth Luttrell was the hot stuff on the market. Like, Kansas State, who is, like, a... I know back in the days they might have not been good, but have have a solid football culture, culture and they were thinking about hiring him. And so it kind of worries me that Jeff Trailer at a school like UTSA was getting offers from TCU, Texas Tech, like some of these like good Power Five jobs, and was just like, nah, I will take the bag at UTSA. Like they're not gonna fire him probably, but like, uh, like if if things go south these next two years, he's basically like that was his last big contract, and he's that, just that never he just can blew jump. a shot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I my thing is I. I feel like there's a difference between building a program at, you know, in Denton, which is essentially just like a truck stop of a town. And I know I've, I hope nobody from Denton sees this and then tears me apart. Um, Dentonites are going to <laughs> hack our hack our program. Like in the hackers OU's going to lose go. all their OU's going to lose all their recruits from Denton. You know, we're going to we're going to lose Jackson Arnold. He's going to get all mad and be like, this guy called my, my hometown a, a, a truck stop. Um <laughs> hey, they do have a Bucky's. So they uh, do have a Bucky's, and it's so funny. Like I say, that's like probably the best part about Denton because I can stop there when going to Oklahoma City, and even the city of Denton did not want Bucky's there, so they don't know where their priorities are at. Like clearly, just not. embrace they're, it. They're, Having your Bucky's is good. Their economy is built on road, like uh, road construction, and uh, and and this one Bucky's. So yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I feel like they have a they have like a Monsters Inc. style system where instead of the screams of children, they're powered on like just road rage. 
of, yeah, of the traffic cones. It is the most annoying, like, stretch of highway to ever drive on. Like, I know my parents will hop on in Denton to the toll road to Dallas, which, like, takes, like, a... It adds an additional hour onto your trip, and, like, my parents still do it just because it's the most frustrating, slow, but everybody's going at, like, 100 miles per hour. Like, none of the lanes... Like, I feel like you'll have one block that's marked, and then the next block is, like, unmarked highway. It's complete madness. Like, besides maybe, like, Houston, it's just, like... One of the more frustrating places to drive in Texas. I hate. Uh, I'm not a it's big worst. fan. It's, it's I, the I, worst. You gotta I, see that nasty green, the multicolored green, the green Texas, Texas flag whenever you drive uh, in with their abomination of a stadium. That like, I if I ever buy season tickets at UNT, <laughs> I'm buying the like one seat at the pinnacle of their little triangle like thing. That just that one seat and sitting there, the little but, pointed apogee stadium. Which, yes, it is like. I know they were trying to be cool, and it's kind of like an art school, but, like, still, come on. Like, it looks it looks so bad. Their branding is, hor- like, is horrendous. Like, the green Texas flag the, is... The green Texas flag is borderline, like, I, I, if you're a Texan, you know, maybe unpatriotic towards Texas. It, I, I know, I know how that's no, a thing. But no, I think some like, other ones do it good. Like, I yeah. think, like, you can change it. It's just, like, the lime, like, gross. the, like, lime green and, like, the dark green mixed together. It's just it's, disgusting. The like, green on green isn't good. It's like, like, when Michigan State does it, they, it's bad. Yes, right? yes. Yeah, like, oh, those... So it's not a single person came to the defense of those uniforms. No. And, like, they just decided to make their, like, entire college branding be green on green. Yeah, so I'm never going to listen to any complaints about how OU's alternate branding is wood. Because <laughs> green on green is at least, like, actively sickening. But anyways. Is there is there actually a story behind the wood? It's like, you know, there's we have a, we have a wagon, and the wagon has wood. So, like, I think the idea <laughs> is, like... Yeah, that works. You know, we yeah, can't do wagon enough. uniforms, so let's just do the wood. Uh, that's my idea, or that's what I think they're inspired it. But anyways, I, I think I think it's easier to build a, a solid program in San Antonio rather than Denton. Um, and I think this is a year where they could really make some momentum if they get the wins. You know, they I think there's an upset, like maybe not maybe not an upset here, but. I think if they can play Houston well, they um, have Houston in San Antonio. They also have, um, uh, they have, I mean, they have U, uh, UT in Austin. I don't think that's, I think to, as much as I love to just crap on Texas, I, that might be a stretch, but I, I don't know. I, I think they have something going here. Um, I think they, they play at Army as well, which should be a win. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, especially as they move into the American um, in the next couple years. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the worst fear to have with them. I think that the move to the American is an appealing idea and helps in recruiting. But, you know, this this is a year where you have to stack. You, you, you can't take a step back here. So yeah, I, I'm with and you. And they lost, they lost a good amount of key talent. Like, I think it's one of those, like, Cincinnati effects where it's like you get a lot of starters back, but you lose the key guys. Like, Sincere McCormick's gone, who was like their fantastic running back, and just like pieces like that that just kind of worries me. That it's like, oh, like even during that undefeated run before like they lost, it was like they were always, I felt like, just teetering on the edge of like this could easily have been a like this could have easily have been like a eight and 14 but they just kind of like win the close ones they're but, a reverse nebraska yes yes like this they team could, stole should be much better yes it's like that team really wasn't that great but they like got all the results that they needed to and just like always seemed to pull it out but gotcha that's called so, football that's why we love it, it. <laughs> that is so uh other than utsa are there any other i, I guess uab kind of any long shots they're like true long shots you would say UTEP Minor Nation, <laughs> let's go. Picks I, up. <laughs> picks up because, hey, like, they went from, they were a team that was 1-11 for, like, every single year, and then made a bowl. Like, I love what Dana Dimmel's doing there. Give me, give me the Miners. I, like, I'm down at El Paso. I want this team to win the conference so bad. Give me the Miners. Okay, um. I can good? hear you. Yes, okay, the my, world couldn't take my UTEP hot takes. My okay, yeah, my uh, 
my my thing blipped there for a moment, so I I was in full panic mode. Yeah, so sorry about the technical difficulties, folks. I I hope I hope that was gotten, but um, your 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 t- your takes on UTEP, the miners, I the, the stream immediately went to hell on my computer the second I did the little picks up thing. So yeah. So you're big on YouTube. Big Tech is back for all the big SoonerPod fans. When Big Tech was ruining my dice streams, they are back. They couldn't handle these UTEP, these minor, minor nation, El Paso, Texas. We love you. Give me the miners to win. I'm going to throw a nice sprinkle, just sprinkle um, like a little unit on UTEP and pray they win the conference. Give me the miners. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty fun. Do you see any upsets, or is it just like ugh, for uh, Conference USA? Eh, like uh, it's it's pretty. These are just I think even too, too impossible to predict. Like UAB could beat Liberty, but like Liberty, I don't know what you call yeah. Liberty. Liberty's so, Liberty's like, Liberty's win total right now is set at six and a half. Like the one I would highlight that like would just be a dream a dream but i feel like there's some contract out there that they can't do this but utsa at texas just upsets texas in austin but i feel like the ut like boarded the university of texas like school system like superintendent board of directors i don't know what you call the top level of the ut school system will not allow that to happen i feel like there's some charter back from the 1840s whenever it was started that like ut always has to be the best ut system program that's why we get like ut arlington mavericks and like the ut dallas like cosmos or whatever they are like that have never become powers even though they have like thirty thousand kids going to them so they're artificially suppressed by the ut system those goons in austin are trying to keep them down i i i i would i would i i I bet they probably would immediately fire jeff trailer if if he did that like the next day it's like you're not supposed to be big cow (laughs) <laughs> they go they go they they go undefeated into ut beat up and they're just like yeah you're no like you're this done program you disbanded. Anymore. like <laughs> we have torn the the program apart but i i think it'd be great f- to see that it'd be so fun that would it would be such a meme result and just like Texas can't even beat, like, teams in their own program. Like, I know, like, it's different when it's, like, a TCU or Baylor, like, the private schools, or even, like, Tech. It's, like, a rival school system, but you can't lose to the inner school system once. You just, like, it means no. more. It means no, more. Because no, no. then it's, like, we're the flagship now, you know. We, we, run, we run things through through uh, San Antonio. But, um, yeah, no, okay. So I think that's all we have for the Conference USA. Let's, let's wrap up. With the uh, with the Mac, a little bit of Maction action, a little Maction. It's just Maction. What am I saying? Um, what a weird conference. This is probably the most open by far. Uh, the best odds or the the lowest odds on um, the the winner of the championship game is uh, Central Michigan at plus three three eighty. So yeah, it's a uh, it's open, Blake. It like. I tried to prepare for the Mac, and, like, you try to do serious analysis, but, like, y'all watch Maction. Like, I know, like, if for if you're a decent college football fan, you've watched Maction before, and the style of play on the field is very resembling to trying to, like, predict what's going to happen, because the odds-on favorite never makes it to the title game. It is, like, almost guaranteed. Like, last year, I think I randomly threw, like, just, like, ten dollars at the beginning of the season plus like 750 on kent state and like they were like fourth to last on odds and made the championship game this conference like truly makes no sense so just throw some a little bit of money on some team like as long as you don't do like an akron like or a ball state like avoid those two schools and like you're pretty much good like you can just ride that wave like just throw some random money because I I would love to sit here and be like you know what like Toledo really has that running game this year that's gonna <laughs> like just like destroy the conference but that's not how it goes this conference <laughs> makes no sense because they play on Saturdays and then like they'll randomly start playing on Tuesdays but we'll still have Saturday games in those so they're like on like two days rest some games it's impossible to do schedule analysis like don't do a win total for the Mac just no. like 
get the plus money and just like throw it on one person and have fun because like you probably will get pretty lucky like even like ohio he's like super down in the awe it's like they're always good it's like they're just these teams are all the same you're just flipping coins each game and you hope they win like same betting on like a turtle race at a <laughs> at a at a nice like <laughs> at a nice resort like you don't know anything you're just betting on the one that looks cool so just exactly. find the team that you you kind of identify with throw ten dollars on it and just like sit back and have fun on tuesday or wednesday night so so <laughs> My, that I mean, that's 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 the move. And mine, I forgot you put money on Kent State, so it sounds like I'm piggybacking, but I promise you, I'm not. The reason why I like Kent State is because they have the most sickos non-conference of all time. They play at Washington, at OU, and at Georgia. In this, oh my of- god, they just they just collected the bag. They were like, <laughs> they are not going to try at all. So my thing You're- is, this is UAB the UAB strategy on steroids. I think they're going to get ground down. And I think it'll toughen them up, maybe. You know, maybe they learn some lessons. And maybe that strengthens them up for the Mac battle. Or it completely wipes them out. I don't no. know. There See, is- that's, a, that's the problem. It's like, do you just send out your like your like all your walk-ons for those three games? Because, like, you don't want to show the playbook, but you also just don't want to get destroyed by guys, like, twice the size. Like, do you just, like, throw out your nobodies and you're like, here, kitties, like, you want playing time? <laughs> We'll give Have you fun some with as, Georgia. Like, we'll give you some as the NIL deal. It's it just, just maybe it'll heal your bones after after Georgia just completely steamrolls you in Athens. And it's, it's like so stunning to think that like they're gonna come into Norman and they're just gonna run the most vanilla plays. It's like really like if you really want to upset a team, you gotta throw out all the stops. And it's like nope, like you gotta save that for action. Like you're just <laughs> running vanilla plays and gonna lose by eighty. Fullback dive, like, 80 of your play calls. Just right down the middle. Just stumble <laughs> over. I, I don't know. I, I That's why Kent State, I, I kind of love them. But I, I don't see them doing anything. Um, and they're not definitely not going to upset any of those. There's one that I think is kind of tasty, though. Central Michigan opens their season on a Thursday night in Stillwater. Last time they are in Stillwater, we all remember what happened there. Um, I love now it. They, now, they don't have Cooper Rush. But no Cooper Rush. They got Jim McElwain, though, the shark. They do. They, they got the shark. <laughs> I'm telling it you. It is right? shark week, people. <laughs> it's shark week. I'm telling you. And look, think about OSU, how great they were last year. People forget they opened their season by almost losing to, uh, what, Missouri State? Yes, like, it. Yeah. that team is so infuriating, I feel like, the last two or three years in non-conference games that they just, like, don't show up. Like, I remember three years ago, I was sweating out a Tulsa-Oklahoma State game. They'd thrown the biggest bet I ever have down on Oklahoma oh State God, to, like, cover, that. like, 13 points, and I'm, like, sweating there. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this team is so bad. Like, just beat them. Like, just run. Like, you can run faster than them. Just, like, do something productive and that's i love that i love it they might not win but cover the spread like central michigan make field goals was the problem i I remember that they they would get like right to the end and then miss a field goal you that's also remember about g5 football like none of the kickers are good like we got matariza last year as a good punter but even him he wasn't like an elite kicker by any means like they're like that's what is good brand of football. Like you got to score touchdowns to win this league. You can't be kicking field goals because none of them goes in. None of not, them go in. Not, not at all. Not at all. It's just, uh, it's just a mess. So I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the Mac? Is is there anything to even talk about with the Mac? I didn't even try. I just, I didn't oh even God. try. I've tried to break this conference down so much, and I just look like a fool. I just decided. I'm like, look, like. We'll have a little draft at the beginning of the season. I'll figure out just, like, which team I'm vibing with, like I was with Kent State last year, and I just roll with it, and yeah, that's no, what I'm going to do. You can't make reason out of something that is completely unreasonable. It, it has yeah. no logic. 
So. And people, the big college football media won't admit that. They'll try to do their models and power rankings and stuff. You can't power rank. You cannot power rank the Mac. It is impossible. I promise you. You'll look like an idiot if you come out and be like, my models predict on a Tuesday night in Akron, Ohio with 50 mile per hour winds <laughs> that this, that uh, Central Michigan, who hasn't lost a game, is going to come into town. No, like even if Akron has zero wins, they're easily going to win that by like 30. There's no sense to this conference. Stop trying to make sense of it. Just find a team you're vibing with, throw some money on it, and just ride. It's fun. Don't have to think. Just cheer. I like the strategy. I like the strategy a lot. Well, Blake, we have gone through every single Power Five or Group of Five conference, and we uh, are pretty much done now. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's it for our um, Group of Five predictions and preview. Uh, so, anything you want to say about the G Five before we wrap this thing up? And uh, yeah. Yep, just G5 football makes me excited for football season. That's when I know it's really back. Like, I enjoy the big matchups, but you know what? The true college football fan really loves just watching on a Thursday night, UNLV going up against Nevada, uh, two of the worst teams, and just, like, it being a complete meme. And, like, that's why I like this brand of football. It's, like, for people that like high school football, you get part of that element. And for people that like college football, it's just, it's it's a crapshoot. And, like, that's why I love it. It's fun to gamble it's, on. It's fun to watch. Like even if you don't gamble, it's just fun to watch. So I mean, it's I incredible. want I want to grow the brand of G five football because that is what will save the future of college football. So that we still have this in ten years. We can't get rid of this. Like college football is not the same without your James Madisons, without your UNLVs, without your no San Jose States. You can't you can't do college football if you don't have these random teams that attract thirty people to the stands and like you feel like you are like the biggest fan of that team, considering that like you are probably one of a hundred people in America watching it. It's the best feeling ever. We cannot the survival of college football cannot survive without the G five. It is so necessary. So save it and I'll hope to grow the brand this year that we get more G five fans that well, love to watch. I- I'm with you, and look, I'll be right there beside you, betting on Nevada at New Mexico State to open up the college football season. It's technically the first game. It's on a Friday. People forget about that, but you know what? We, we will always have respect for our G5. So if y'all listen to this, thank you all so much for uh, enjoying it. We will be back next week with another Schooner Pod and uh, another preview. I can't remember which conference it is yet, but... I don't know. It's uh, They all get lost in my head. It's not Big 12, probably, and it's not SEC, so... So it's probably the Pac-12. The Pac it's probably Pac-12. Yeah. Like, probably Pac-12 next week. Yeah, probably, yeah, you and Ty for Pac uh, or yeah. something. I can't remember. But either way, thank you all so much for watching or listening. No matter if you're, if you're either listening on your favorite podcast network or, you know, watching on YouTube, we always appreciate it, so... Until next time, have a good one, and uh, good luck out there.